You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. to another episode of the doctor's companion the last episode of the doctor's companion of the key to time we're finally here we're finally, finally here finally yeah i'm scott corelli and i'm matt smith but not that matt smith and we're from mindrobber.net the home site of mindrobber productions where we talk about all the things on podcasts like doctor who on the doctor's companion this show you're listening to right now the mindrobber verses where we pick a show we love and we talk about it uh, episode by episode, uh, currently wrapping up Superman and Batman, the animated series before switching to Batman beyond then justice league, justice league unlimited. And then, uh, totally switching gears around the first of the year with Veronica Mars. That's also where we, uh, you know, all the big movie releases that come out, that's where we review them. So, uh, you can, you can go there and find our review of Pacific Rim, um, as well as our upcoming review of the Wolverine. Uh, and then, you know, whatever else we feel like talking about. Um, uh, also, uh, there's our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, uh, where we talk about everything else. Everything. Everything else. We talk about a lot of things on that show. Um, if you like our shows, you should review them on iTunes. We haven't gotten any new iTunes reviews in a really long time, so we'd appreciate some new ones. If you do, we'll give you a shout-out. But uh, if you have questions or, or comments or concerns, you can email those to us at podcast at mindrobber.net. And if you want to start a discussion, then find the post of this episode, leave a comment, we'll leave a comment, boom, discussion, and uh, tell your friends. So we're here. Uh, this is the last story in the key to time. I never thought this day would come. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, on Sunday, it was really, really, really far away. And now we're just like, Oh, whoo! yeah. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have reached the Armageddon factor, uh, which is, uh, Matt's vote for the worst Doctor Who story of all time. Um, why that's the case. We'll get to in just a little bit, but first, some background of significance uh, from from uh, from from Matt here. What, what do yes. you got? What do you got? Hello. Uh, yeah, the Armageddon Factory. It's the last story of the key to time. Uh, the last story of this season. The second season produced by Graham Williams. It's the final story script edited by Anthony Reed, who had taken over after Robert Holmes, starting with the Underworld, which was the previous Bob Baker and Dave Martin story. Um, directed by Michael Hayes, uh, uh, who had previously directed Androids of Terror, and would go on to direct. Uh, City of Death. So if you watch this season, if you watch Doctor Who in order, you get a Michael Hayes story, a not Michael Hayes story, a Michael Hayes story, a not Michael Hayes story, and then a Michael Hayes story, which is kind of cool. This is also the final appearance of Mary Tam as Romana, starting in Destiny of the Daleks. She will regenerate into Romana 2. Off screen, Uh, right? Mostly off screen. It's Mm. complicated. Um, uh, uh, Played by Lala Ward, who has her first appearance here. Um, This is interesting for a number... hmm? 
Lala. Love her name. Lala. Go ahead. Lala Ward. Um, <laughs> this is interesting for a number of reasons. One, uh, this story was kind of an impasse. Like, this season was not an easy season to produce for Graham Williams. Uh, he was taken ill for Pirate Planet and Power of Kroll, so he's got to produce Armageddon Factor. And they chose Bob Baker and Dave Martin because they were like, hey, these guys have good ideas. Um, they had previously written a bunch of stuff, and they were reliable. So they brought him in to do the finale. And uh, it's funny because this was the last story that Bob Baker and Dave Martin actually wrote together. Bob Baker would go off and write Nightmare of Eden for the next season, which actually, not surprisingly, quite a good story. Um, hmm. But this was it for Dave Martin. This is the last thing that he ever wrote. So it's the story that broke their relationship, um, which is <laughs> funny because they had started um, with season eight. Uh, and this is season 16. So they'd been writing together on Doctor Who for something like eight years and they'd contributed at least one story a year for goodness. I don't know. Uh, uh, just about every, well, every year of the Tom Baker era, except for season 13. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, and they'd been, and well, I mean, and even the Pertwee era, cause they did a story in season eight, nine, 10, 11, or nothing in 11, one in 12, nothing in 13. And then one in 14, two and 15 and then one in 16. So like they'd been around for a while. So they were considered old hand. Goodness. Um, so this is kind of like the, <laughs> this is their power of crawl. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, it's also interesting because this was, uh, Tom Baker had this history of, um, or this reputation of, uh, wanting to quit after every year where he was just like, I don't know if I want to do this, raising a big stink because he wanted to be loved or something that sounds like he wanted to be loved. And, um, they were just like, no, no, please stay. And he's just like, I don't know. You have to give me more power over scripts, more power over production and choosing directors and, and casting and all sorts of things like that because I am the show and I don't really like Graham Williams. Um, and uh, Well, to uh, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have liked him either. Sure. Well, yeah, not given, not, especially not given that uh, you had come from uh, Hinchcliffe who had a really tighter reign on things. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he wanted more uh, more power, and uh, Williams was desperate to keep him on because, uh, well, not desperate, but Williams really hated him, too, because he was such a pain to work with. Um, so they both kind of went to the BBC head of drama, whose name was Graham MacDonald, and Graham MacDonald made them sit down and work out <laughs> work out their issues together. Um, uh, which is I not just a imagine joke. Them, I yeah. imagine them sitting across from each other. With with that guy in the middle and just being like now he's just like well I think <laughs> Tom Baker's like well I think well I think that you should and then and then he's just like, oh, Tom 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 only say things like I feel <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna use positive language today we're gonna positive language you don't do it. positive language Tom. I want to get. I want you to be nothing but compliment sandwiches right now. Just, I want all compliment sandwiches. Um, so they sat down, they worked out their issues, and Tom Baker signed a new contract in which he got none of the things he was asking for. Um, <laughs> wow. But uh, one of the things that kept him around was the addition of Lala Ward. Um, this is kind of saved for Destiny of the Dogs, but uh, Mary Tam decided that she left because uh, she said, uh, my character was not developed enough, which is funny because that's the that's the case for most of the people who seem to leave Doctor Who uh, under less than good circumstances, starting with uh, uh, Carol Ann Ford, who played Susan, who complained that her character was not developed very much. Um, so we didn't learn any lessons from that. And um, 
Well, they brought, why, they, why develop a character when you can just get a new one, right? Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And there was this wonderful thing. So uh, Tom Baker had really taken to Lola Ward while they were working on Armageddon Factor and pushed really hard for her as casting and was delighted to hear that Graham Williams had cast her as uh, Romana too. So uh, it's kind of like a Romana team-up, which is kind of nice uh, in theory. In theory. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, I think the other thing that's most important is you remember how – Really good-looking Rebos Operation and Stones of Blood and Androids of Terra and Power of Kroll kind of looked like they all kind of looked expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and even Pirate Planet was not cheap to produce. Yeah, turns out when you spend your entire budget on the first five stories, it leaves you with no money. Why is this funny? Because this is the second season in a row in which this happened. Because by the time that they started producing Invasion of Time, they literally, honestly, part of the reason why Graham Williams and Anthony Reed wrote the Invasion of Time for the previous season was because they literally could not hire another writer because they were so out of money. Um, so this is the second season where that happened. Uh, right. Also also interesting to point out that um, because Bob Baker and Dave Martin basically turned in a draft, got notes, rewrote the draft, turned that in, they kind of left. Like They were just like, and we're done. And they <laughs> walked away from each other, leaving Anthony Reed to kind of cobble together the pieces along with Douglas Adams, who was who was shadowing Anthony Reed for part of this and helped Anthony Reed write the end uh, in which the doctor finally confronts and faces the uh, black guardian. That's all I've got. Um, via view screen, via view screen. It's really dramatic. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so so before we do this a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. Uh, why are you buying your books from Amazon? They have enough money. Uh, <laughs> Buy buy stuff from InStockTrades.com. If you have if you have uh, if you like comic books and you've been buying things off of Amazon, why would you do that? Spend your money in InStockTrades.com, where they have all of the all of the all of the best in paperback, hardcover, omnibus, and absolute editions at thirty five to forty five percent off. Plus, if you know what you're looking for uh, and it comes out that week, then check with InStockTrades.com because they might have it there for fifty percent off because there are fifty percent off new release specials every single week. Plus, uh, as long as you order enough, you don't even have to worry about free shipping. Like, let's say you have Amazon Prime, you know, and you're just like, hey, I get free shipping from Amazon. Shut up. And I'm like, well, if your order is over $50, you can get free shipping from, from InStockTrades.com as well. So, uh, you know, go there, buy lots of things, and uh, tell them thank you for sponsoring our show. Thanks to InStockTrades.com. Okay, so it's the Armageddon Factor. Um Okay, so let me see if I can <laughs> I can figure this story out. Uh, so basically, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, basically, what happens is uh, the Doctor and Romana show up in the they 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 show up at this planet to find the sixth uh, segment of the key to time, and this this planet is at war with a neighboring planet, and they've been at war with this neighboring planet for years and years, and. The uh, the the what it, what it turns out is basically the uh, leader of the planet, um, which is uh, the the princess or whatever, wants to end the war, but her like chief commander guy doesn't want to end the war because uh, the he just you know war is awesome right, um, and then we find out too that he's like in, he's being controlled by this thing called the shadow, which is like the bad guy of the thing. And as it turns out, the planet they're at war with actually hasn't been inhabited for like five years um, and that they're at war with no one. 
And in fact, there's like uh, there's just like a machine that was built by another Time Lord that is just like uh, it's just like it's just like pretending there's a war, basically. So everyone everyone on um, on uh, the 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 main planet uh, Atrios. Atrios, everyone in Atrios thinks they're at war with Zeos, but in reality, there are no more Zeons, and Zeos is like completely empty. Um, and they're at war with just like this one machine that's just in this room. Um, that a Time Lord built. And they're just keeping up this war uh, because, uh, I don't know, for reasons, I guess. And uh, the Shadow Guy is... So, okay, so the Commander Guy works for the Shadow Guy, and the Shadow Guy works for the Black Guardian. <laughs> and the Black Guardian's plan is basically... Why go after the key? Why did go after the segments of the key to time when we can just have the doctor do it and then meet him up, meet him, meet him for the sixth one, and then uh, you know just steal them all, you know, <laughs> gangland style. Um, so that's the Black Guardian's plan. Is basically he's just like, look, you guys, I'm really lazy, so <laughs> I'm just gonna chill and I'm gonna wait for the doctor to do all the work, and then I'll just you know. I'll just I'll just wave a gun around and 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 get him to turn the stuff over. Um, and they're trying to find the sixth segment. They don't know where the sixth segment is. Uh, of course, it turns out to be uh, Lala War's character is the sixth segment, um, which is uh, weird. And it, it's also weird because <laughs> I love the fact that when uh, when she's turned into the sixth segment and uh, <laughs> and the doctor has all the segments, so he has the key to time. And the black guardian is just like, "Oh, I'm the white guardian." <laughs> He's like pretending <laughs> to be the white guardian. He's like, "I swear, you guys, I'm the white guardian. Why don't you hand over the key to time?" And and uh, and the doctor's just like, "Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, uh, it's pretty weird that one of these things is human, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, it's totally weird, but couldn't be helped. Hand it over. <laughs> and, uh, and he's just like, ha, I got you. The White Guardian would never do that, would never act like that when, when a human life is on the line. Um, uh, doctor, there's not a human life on the line. She's, a, she's an Atrian. Humans, human, human, humans are from Earth. Um, <laughs> humans are from earth i i i just like that's that that is a level of lazy writing i don't even know that i've ever seen before um oh my god uh and this is six episodes you guys all that stuff that i just told you that is spread out over six episodes um, <laughs> two and a half hours two and a half hours of doctor who two and a half hours of that of what i just said uh there's also a shrink ray at one point. Oh, um, oh, the most random shrink ray you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Ever. He's just like, hey, I've got a shrink ray. And he's like, oh, cool. And then he just shrinks them. And then the doctor's just like, what'd you do that for? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> that's actually the in context explanation. Like, that's actually literally the Yeah, I know. That's it. He's just like, I don't know. <laughs> Seemed like the thing to do, I guess. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just love that. Their plan is like canine goes evil for a while and it gets reprogrammed to be evil and uh, betrayed the doctor. And then the doctor reprograms again, him again when he's little. And then so the canine like brings him in inside of himself. And then the doctor and, and the other Time Lord uh, named Drax 
like jumps out of K9, resized themselves, and then he just slaps the key segment out of his hand. <laughs> out of the shadow guy's hand. He's just like, ha! Huh! <laughs> <laughs> and takes it back. And the shadow guy is just like, oh man, what? And he's just like, yeah, I was little. Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's, pretty, man. it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, um, man, yeah. So, and then this whole story ends. Here's, okay, we've been talking about the key to time for a while, okay? It seems pretty important. I mean, right? It's. Yeah, I mean, it really, yeah. it seems really important, okay? Like, they're going to have power, whoever has the key to time has power over all of space and time. Like, just, like, godlike powers. And he outsmarts the Black Guardian, um, by by figuring out his, his clever ruse of turning his black clothes white, um, not even the same actor <laughs> as before. <laughs> He's like, I've changed my appearance. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> righto. Um, and uh, so he tricks him. He's just like, ah, oh, drat, and I would have gotten away with it too. Blah 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 blah, and then disappears into the ether, and um. Also, he's never actually in person ever. The Black Guardian is just the review screen. Um, yes, yes. Uh, he's just he's just a head floating in the stars. Um, and uh, and so then Ramon's just like, well, what do we do now? He might follow us. He's like, ah, but I've installed this randomizer into the TARDIS. And she's like, oh, so we're not going to go to Gallifrey and return the key of time? And he goes, nope. And then just hits the randomizer and off they go. <laughs> So literally, you guys, literally, he went around collecting segments of the key to time, created the key to time, scattered, and the then key to time. did nothing with it. Then nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. Now the key to the time is just a thing on the TARDIS. No, no, no. They scatter at the end. It scatters. Oh, to they the four did winds. scatter it at the end. Yeah, that's yeah. It scattered to the four winds at the end. Okay, so they rescattered it. Yeah. So they went around. That's even worse. So they went around. <laughs> They went around. They went around all season collecting these segments of the time. They're like, "We finally got them all." He's like, "Yep." And now we're gonna break it apart and scatter it again. She, and and it's just like, "Well, then what was the point of this season?" And, and then that got, And then then Drax showed up and goes, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and that was. And that's the key to time. Congratulations, everybody. Pat yourselves on the back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's called dropping the ball, you guys. Yeah, I've never I've never I, like it's one of those things where, OK, a couple things about this. I don't know if this is the worst Doctor Who story ever made, but it is easily my least favorite Doctor Who story ever made. Um, it's the most disappointing. Oh, God, it's so disappointing. I mean, like I texted this to you before we start before we started this as you were finishing up. But, you know, we really liked the first four episodes. Like, yeah. Pirate Planet notwithstanding, like, I still had a really good time with the Pirate Planet. was like, yeah, I could watch this again. Um, Power of Crawl was a letdown, but mostly okay. Like, mostly yeah. okay. Just ultimately disappointing. Yeah. It is saying something that this season went for 20 episodes that were pretty good, and this season has a reputation of a big because of this story. Yeah. Like, that is and the worst part is that like all it would have t- taken. Okay, they had six episodes, and it's because they waste their budget. I mean, that's the reason why. I mean, literally, you guys, we go to <laughs> we go to three planets in this story, three different planets, planets, Atrios, Zeos, and the, the third planet that has no name. <laughs> 
<laughs> There's no name to the. Th- it's just called the third planet. Um, we go to these three planets. They all look exactly the same. Yes. There's no difference between any of them because it's just the same sets shot in reverse or reordered or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's awful. And, 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 and the, they, because they wasted their budget on the other episodes and have no budget left for this story, I, I mean, I would imagine that the plan would have been another four-part story and then the ultimate showdown between the white and black guardian and the doctor stuck in the middle would have been like the two-part wrap-up thing. Oh, no, they were never going to do that. They were never Why? Because, Why? No, no, because the, the way that this sees – because Graham Williams is emulating the Hinchcliffe thing. And I have, I have a lot to say about this structure actually. But he's emulating the Hinchcliffe idea where – um, Seeds of Doom and Talons of Wang Chiang were six-part endings to their season. And it's proof because, you know, he did Invasion of Time, which is kind of like a four-parter and a two-parter stuck together. And he did that with this, and then he did it with Shada, where Shada's a six-part story. The the, the, the the idea is that he wants to do six-part stories, and um, it's not until Nathan Turner that he's like, no, we're not doing six-part stories. Um, so this was well, always... Well, no, I just meant, I meant like, like... Uh, like not like an actual two. Like they would call the whole thing the Armageddon Factor. Uh. But I'm saying like there'd be a handoff between episodes four and five, where so that five and six were kind of just dealing with the Black Guardian stuff. Sure, sure. That's sure, what sure. I was. That's what I was kind of expecting going into this. Oh, sure, yeah. And we get the Black Guardian. Literally, all that stuff with the Black Guardian that we're talking about. It's it's literally ten minutes. Max, 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 max. max. It's probably, probably it probably doesn't five. even get into the double digit. It's probably closer to like like seven or eight minutes. Yeah, max. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 awful, and it like it's just like it's just like wow, drop the ball. Like wow, drop the ball. Just because like I took copious notes about all of the things that. I, and here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing. All right. Here's the most insane thing. I went into this wanting to like it. I went into this really actually wanting this to be good. And honestly, for the first two episodes, I was like, you know, this isn't good, but I'm okay for now. And then I got to the third episode and I just wanted to kill myself. Like, it was mm-hmm. just it was just so bad. Because it just gets – it just – it's one of those things where you can take – it's like Vengeance on Veros for me where I can handle the first episode of Vengeance on Veros. And then I get to the second episode and I just want to – die because it's mm-hmm. just it just like at a certain point you just get beaten over the head enough that you're just like oh i can't take this anymore and yeah. um oh it's 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 bad and like the stuff the the craziest thing is like all the stuff between baker and martin like baker and martin first of all they really screwed the pooch on this story um this is not a good story with them and i have a myriad of reasons why but all the stuff with the black guardian was written by anthony reed and douglas adams and they uh, they were just they were just doing it as a bookend, and it's like this is not the bookend you want to a season that is to something that is so specifically spanned a season. Like this is not how you do it. It is not how you do it, and it just tells you that Doctor Who was not ready to do a season long story. It was not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so like anticlimactic <clears throat> doesn't even begin to describe the ending to the key to time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah oh god yeah it's it's just it's just uh, it is the most unfortunate doctor who story i think i've ever seen like ever um and i mean what's funny is that i'm looking at this and there's a lot in this that i actually kind of like um that i think is oh well that's not a bad idea but the problem is that the execution is just horrendous um just truly horrendous like i mean look it's at- like it's <laughs> like uh uh martin and baker are just 
you know that that phrase where it's like throwing stuff on the wall to see what sticks. Well, oh. they just throw things at the wall and they don't even wait to see if it's stuck. They just walk away from the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they just oh. like they just took a bucket of things, threw it at the wall, and walked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because <laughs> you look at you look at it and it's like the idea, the original idea for this was came because they were kind of interested in the Cold War, so they wanted to do a story in which. Um, they explored, you know, the Cold War as it existed um, <clears throat> between Russia and America and how there was a detente and how, you know, you had these two superpowers that were fighting that had mutually extruded destruction. Not a bad idea. The idea that, you know, Atrios is getting its butt kicked every every day because there, Zeos can just throw things at it because there are no Zeons and Zeon is run by a massive computer. Like, I mean... Look, I don't mean to spoil Destiny of the Daleks at all, and I think Destiny of the Daleks is a terrible story. Destiny of the Daleks did supercomputer better than this story. And that one mm. story and that story was written by Terry Nation, for God's sake. Like mm. <laughs> Like, it's just it's so it's so unfortunate. Um, because like the idea of a supercomputer that can do that, not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. But then they throw in all these different ideas and they try to do what I am calling uh, Inception, but in Doctor Who, where like I, you know, I just rewatched Inception just a couple days ago, and um, I'm amazed at how you know Nolan is able to able to keep like the three levels of that story running in parallel through cross cutting. Um, you know, you cut to the van, then you cut to the hotel, then you cut to the the ski slope, and then back and forth, and seeing how the the time is different between them. This story does that, but does it in like just the worst way, where Michael Hayes just has no concept of pacing, or this story is running in short and can show us countdowns of ten seconds over and over and over again. Oh my god! And the entirety of the. T- <laughs> 10 seconds yeah oh and 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 in a way where it's like the first time i saw this i had no idea what was going on like it mm-hmm. is not clear at all because you're just watching things happen over and over again and it's a time loop but it's not cut such that it's 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 clear like it's just not clear that it's a time loop there's mm-hmm. no like you just see a you see a hand go to a dial the the marshal says fire and then you see the hand go to the dial again and the marshal says fire and i'm saying that at about three times the speed at which it's done um at first, it just feels like you're actually going insane. Like, it actually feels like you're losing <laughs> your mind because you're like, wait, didn't I see this already? Like, yeah. I had that thought the first time I saw that. I had this thought the same when I was blogging it. I had it this time. Where I oh, was yeah. Like, where you're just like, where, where you're, you're, you're watching and you're just like, wait, did something? Because I'm watching this on streaming and you're just, and I'm just like, did, wait, is something wrong with the streaming? What happened? Yeah. And it's and it's not. It's just that they have no idea how to convey a time loop, and it's not uh. done. And you can and, and to their credit, to their credit, they're trying to do something that's intelligent. The problem is that it is so far beyond their capabilities that it ends up looking awful, um, and it ends up being mad boring. You're watching a countdown. Like, look at it this way. Like, it starts with a ten nine eight, and then it cuts back to ten nine eight, which is not dramatic. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, there's a point later where it goes to six, and then there's a point later where it goes down to one, I think, and then it starts over. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. That is 20 seconds of your runtime in which nothing is happening. Like, yeah. literally, literally nothing. And it's like, if you want to tell me, like, and that happens multiple times within an episode, like, that is such a waste of time. Like and and this should be moving towards a thrilling, excellent, you know, bold conclusion, and it is just hampered by just the worst pacing. Just, it's and it's it's oh. just the it's the definition of padding. Oh God, so much padding, so so much padding. Um, 
Oh, it's like, just, can't you just, couldn't you just cut two episodes? Like, wouldn't that have saved on a budget? Did you need uh, six? No, they didn't need six. Like, like what happened? Couldn't you have just been like, wow, I ran out of money to do this six-part story. Mm, oh, well, we'll make a six-part story anyway. No, make a four-part story that's better than this. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, yeah. Make a four-part story. Like, just make a four-part story. Because looking at it, like, look, I'll, I'll even give them this. The structure of this is actually not horrible um mm-hmm. like like the idea of taking two episodes on atrios and then you spend two episodes on zeos and then you spend two episodes in the shadowland mm-hmm. that's a good structure like that's actually a good structure you're creating three two-part episodes the problem is that each of those only has enough content for one episode and and, and it like, never feels like you're switching planets because they all look the same yeah it takes you about it takes you a while to figure out that that's what they're doing and it's mm-hmm. it's dumb it's a waste of time like it's so it's so stupid and such a like what happens in episode two what actually happens in episode two there is a runaround in which k9 is going into a furnace for about 10 minutes <laughs> i'm not joking it's about 10 minutes and it's just like it's just like why like <laughs> like why and the whole time he's just sitting there just like someone help and then the doctor rescues him randomly and they, and that also happens off screen because they cannot afford a furnace um <laughs> Like they're just like they're just like the furnace can't turn off for a week, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And then the, then the doctor just walks out. He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Mm, I got him. <laughs> yeah, all right." Cool. And, and we even watched K nine go over the deep end, and what? And the implication is like, "Oh, there was another conveyor belt." And it's just, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, it's just like, what are you doing? Like it's just, and it's so, it's so boring. It's just, it's oh my god, it's so, so dumb, and everything looks cheap. I mean. It's just it's just bad Doctor Who. It's just so bad Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like, uh, like even okay, even the idea like there's a part in this. I'm just ranting. There's a part in this where K9 uh, comes up against the computer Mentalis, right? The the computer on Zeos. He he greets the computer, and the idea is and this again not a bad idea. K9 is compute is uh, talking to Mentalis through movement and sound in a way that we can't understand. And Romana compares it to bumblebees in the way that bees communicate uh, by dancing, you know, by dancing. Like that's what they do. Not a bad idea. Here's the problem. K9 is dumb. Like K9 is dumb and you're just watching him ride around in circles. Like this is actually a thing that happens. Like uh-huh. he's just kind of like, looping around in circles in the way that that one Dalek was doing it in Dalek Invasion of Earth. And I laughed that time, but I'm not having any of that this time. It's because that's all he can do. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have many movement. I mean, all, all, all you can do is like, he can like, what, wiggle his tail and, and then spin his around ears. in circles. And his ears. Yeah. And his ears. That's it. That's all yeah. he can do. And, and move in a, in a yeah. uh, lateral direction. That's uh, oh my God. Okay. Okay. I will say this. Look, I'm not advocating this this sort of thing at all, but I laughed to the point of tears when that guy gets knocked back into that room and goes, Hey, Marek! <laughs> I couldn't! I couldn't handle it! It's the, it's the oh, dumbest... It was like suddenly an Abbott and Costello routine! It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like... <laughs> If, if I, I rewound it and watched it four times, yeah, yeah, and then I YouTubed it. Like I remember just YouTubing. It. Like it's it's like it's like thirty seven seconds. The best part is my YouTube doesn't give it a context. There is no context. There is no context. It's literally like 
I don't know how to describe this to you. Okay, here's what happens. This one, there's this dude who's a, a he's Atrian, and he's walking through these hallways and he's looking for his friend. And he w- walks and he's almost at this transmat pad that, that's going around. And then he's like he's like calling out for his friend Merrick. S- Merrick. Merrick. He thinks is comes out from a corner behind him. He turns around. It's actually a member of the Shadows henchmen, and he just goes, "Well." Like, that's literally his, he's like, ah, uh, well, like, okay, I guess. And then the dude shoots him. He has this smug, like, bam, bam, bam. Like that, like the expression you imagine me making when I just like, if I pointed a gun at you and I went, bam, 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 that is the expression he makes as he shoots this guy. All right. That is the expression he makes. The dude goes down. And then after this guy has finished shooting, he kind of runs backwards in place and goes, ah, and then lands. No, he goes, he goes, he goes, hey, Merrick. <laughs> like, that's, he goes, that's what he does. Yeah. He goes, he, he tips backwards while going, hey, Merrick. Yeah, and then he <laughs> falls back on a transmat pad. Yeah. And I assume he's dead because he was shot and he was apparently blasted backwards. Um, no, it's like a Costello routine. Like yeah, that's something co- like Lou Costello would do in an Abbott and Costello movie. Uh, it's awful. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful and awful in a way where it's like this. This you guys are so far off the mark. Like you can just tell that Michael Hayes is just like nah, I don't know. Like nah, I don't really care, and no one cares. Like no one in this story actually cares or knows what's going on. Like no, there's no that one. guy in the first two parts, and I don't know if he's in the rest of them, but there he's like that that kind of chubby guy in the first two parts Mm. and he is not an actor. Like it feels like they just got like, they're like, uh, that actor, the actor that was going to play this role didn't show up. Uh, uh, you, you there. He's like, uh, me. And they're like, yeah, yeah. What, what's your job? And he's like, uh, I'm the gaffer. And they're like, great. Put on a costume and be this guy. (laughs) Cause he's like, he's not an actor. There is no way that guy is an actor, (laughs) but he has so many lines. And yeah. every time he opens his mouth, he looks terrified <laughs> that he's on camera. God. Like, he just looks like he's sweating under his costume. Yeah. Like, like he's saying lines in between, like, swallows. Be- because he's just so nervous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, why? Like, yeah. Like, why? And, like, I know I get that they couldn't, like, get any good casting. Like, it's funny because Martin Jarvis was supposed to be in Power of Crawl, but he dropped out because he had other commitments. And I just look at the Marshall and I'm just like, wow, you guys clearly could not afford Martin Jarvis at all because that's Mm -hmm. who I imagine as the Marshall, Um, who is awful, like, who's just really bad. Um, Oh, yeah. Complete pantomime. Like, everything in this is just complete pantomime and not in the way that, like, Rebos Operation was over the top. Like, compare this to Rebos Operation. It's like, it doesn't feel like the same show at all. Um, no. but, he just, like, stares at himself in a mirror and just touches his face a lot. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, the worst part is, like, that's not, that's exactly how it was written. <laughs> yeah. Guess. And it's not even, it's not even a good mirror. Like, they couldn't even afford a good mirror. It's like this really messed up, deformed mirror. That's what they use. And then behind the mirror is this skull, and they couldn't even afford a good-looking skull. It looks like it's made out of... God. uh, What is... What is is that 
substance I'm even thinking of, like polystyrene or something. Like it just yeah. even, it doesn't even look real. And I don't no. look. I don't even complain. I'm not even going to complain that the that the fake sixth part of the key to time that the doctor inserts into the key to time, um, it is 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 styrofoam. I don't care. Like I don't care. That's not even something that I care about because it actually they make it work. But like that skull looked horrible. Like just mm-hmm. horrible. Like well, and then the the guy like um the uh uh what's his name the shadow he's yes. okay the shadow like oh he's supposed God. to be this guy who the top of his face is a, his skull like it's supposed to be like it, it's supposed to be that his his like his skin is ripped off and it's revealing like the skull underneath right that's the effect that it's supposed to be what it actually is is he's just wearing a half a halloween mask and it's, it's not supposed to be a mask, but it's totally a mask, you guys. Like, there's points where he lifts up his head, and they shoot him from underneath, and you can see his nostrils. <laughs> there are times when his mask isn't even on his face straight. I took a picture of it, and I tweeted it. There's a point where it's not even on his face straight. It's not even on his face straight, and the director is just like, meh, whatever. It's Doctor Who. Nobody cares. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, okay, let's talk about the shadow. Okay, couple things. A uh, couple things on this. Um, one, this guy is supposed to be the agent of the Black Guardian. Okay, that's who this guy's supposed to be. He's working mm-hmm. for the Black Guardian. He's trying to find the sixth segment to the key to time. He's trying to achieve the key to time, which apparently he can't even touch because the key to time is bright. Okay, not a good move. Right. Uh, but let's let's ignore that. Uh. He, really, uh, really, really uh, great hiring job on uh, on on the Black Guardian's part. I feel like he should probably uh, fire whoever's head of his HR. Oh, totally, totally. Um, just, just like you just let me get this straight. You hired a minion for me to get capture the sixth segment of the key to time, and you hired the guy who can't touch it because it's too bright. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> not not your best work. Not your best work. <laughs> Worst HR guy ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, terrible. So bad. And, like, super pantomime and super, like, mustache twirly over the top. Here's the other part, okay? Look, I know that there's been a lot of bad villains in Doctor Who. I get it. I know. Okay? There's a lot of pantomime villains. We're in the era of pantomime villains. This is the this is the era that brought a soul deed, for God's sake. The uh, my dreams of conquest guy. That guy. This is what that see that this era has brought us. The Shadow is hands down the worst Doctor Who villain I have ever seen. Ever, <laughs> ever, like there's a scene, okay, episode three, all right. The Doctor is com- is captured by the Shadow's minions. He is brought to Zeos. the The Shadow arrives in front of the Doctor, okay, arrives in front of the Doctor and says, "Hi, I'm the Shadow." And the Doctor's just like, "Are you?" And he's like, "Yes." And I am, I am here for the key to time. Give me the key to time. And the Doctor's like, "No." And the Shadow just goes. Well, I'll get it. You're free to go. I'll be back. And then he leaves. (laughs) Like he goes, like he leaves. This is actually what happens, all right? The shadow has the doctor at his mercy. He is in an electric cage of shocking electricity. And the doctor's just like, I'm telling you, man, it's just, you know, it's not happening. And the shadow's just like, well, I'll get it. And then he just lets the doctor go. Like, he just lets the doctor go and and disappears. 
for like two episodes. It's like that is the worst. Like that is the worst thing I have ever seen. And you know what? I get it. I get the let's leave him as a hostage. We have to keep him alive because the narrative. They, this doesn't even like attempt to do anything interesting with this character at all. Like at all. He's not even an effective villain at anything. Like, the- <laughs> why not just make him the Black Guardian? That's what I don't understand. Like, what is the point of this guy? Why not just be the Black Guardian? I don't know. I guess the, I guess the brief is that they can't make him the Black Guardian because the con- the confrontation at the end is going to be the, with the Black Guardian. We want I, – I can see the writing of it. Like, we want the Doctor to meet his opposite. We want him to meet the guy who the, who the Black Guardian has hired to find the key to time. I get that brief. The problem is that this guy doesn't do anything, one, because we don't care. This is our first time seeing him, and we are, what, 22 episodes into the key to time before we see this guy? So we don't care. Um, He doesn't even appear in the first episode of this, Um, which is just like, if he's going to be your big bad, like, make him your big bad. Like, I, like Magnus Greel is in the first episode of Talons of Wang Chiang, for God's sake. Like, Magnus mm. Greel is there. And you know what? I get, I get not even having the shadow in the rest of the stories. Wasted opportunity to not do it. But, you know, I, like, I get it, okay? He's not even, like, this whole story sets up at the beginning that the Marshal is going to be the bad guy, but the Marshal is not even believable at all. But it's like, what, why, like, why, why, like, why? Um, oh, man. And, and, and. The, the shadow is just like it's just like I don't under, I don't understand like I don't under, I don't understand like this guy is just he's horrific he's he's pantomime he's cheap looking he's he's bad it's just it's just it's just bad it's just so unbelievably bad his claim to fame is that he takes over K nine really that's the best you can do <laughs> that's the best oh, that's the man. best you can do that's the best you can do it's. Oh my god, it's the worst. It's the he's the worst. I'm not joking when I say that he's the worst villain this show has ever had. Um Yeah. Congratulations. I mean that's that's the thing though. It's like from concept, it's a cool idea to have oh, yeah. the, the 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 antithesis. Although, let's be honest, how awesome would it have been if it had been like revealed? It was like, "Oh, it's the master." Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Like if that had been the master, like if the Black Guardian had been using the master, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Awesome. It'd be great. What a reveal. Yeah. Oh man. Gooey master uh, shows up. Great. Oh. Uh, great. Or this is the story that makes him gooey like at the end. Oh, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like oh my god. Yeah. Um I just I but oh my god, what a what a just uh that's cuz that's the biggest problem. It's like not only is he bad, but he's bad in 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 a concept that has no excuse for being bad. Oh yeah, no excuse. Yeah, and and that's the problem that I think it's like it's the different. It's why I call Stephen Moffat a bad writer for Doctor Who right now because anyone can have ideas. All right, anyone mm-hmm. can have ideas. The problem is making your ideas really good. And again, mm-hmm. they are given so many. Op- Baker and Martin are given so many good opportunities to have good ideas. The idea of creating a, a fake six segment of the key to time is genius. That is. So good. Um, and then that this key that this sixth segment will decay is really great. The idea that they can use that to turn it into a time loop is really great. It's really just a case of like adding the sixth segment and using it as a time loop is really just a case of lowering the stakes. Like 
that's what they that's what they end up doing. The idea that um, they should have really just made Drax the villain of this because the idea that the Black Guardian has recruited a Time Lord and used the Time Lord to blank 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 is is not a bad idea. But Drax mm-hmm. is a like a comedic waste in this. He's the worst. <laughs> Like he's so he's, he literally he's he's borderline. If this wasn't a, a BBC production, like he's borderline racist. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, like he ends every statement with with uh, with with like a question. You know that thing that that like Cockney people do, where they're just like, um, he's just like, well, I did this, didn't I? Well, oh, you're gonna do it's, that, it's aren't, aren't right you? In it, you know? Yeah, in like, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah, that's what it's for, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like that that's everything he says ends like that. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, that yeah. is just that's like that's like lazy uh British writing that comic writers do a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they're just like, Oh well I'll just I'll just make him make make my British characters speak in uh uh the, the those kinds of phrases and then everybody will be like, Oh, I get it, he's British. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah, and it's and, and that like it just oh he just comes off as such a dumb waste. Like I'm just I'm looking at this, I'm like, why do I care? Like why do I care? Yeah. And it's interesting because not like one of the things that's really cool about 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 Drax is that he mirrors Romana. Like of all the characters in this, he actually mirrors Romana because when Romana is introduced in the Rebos operation, they talk a lot about the Academy and how the Academy is this thing. And the doctor knew Drax at the Academy. So like, there's this interesting thing where you have another time Lord who's kind of like the anti Romana. Oh, speaking of that, Uh, go on. (laughs) Oh my God. I love the fact that you can tell that Baker and Martin wrote this story and they're just like, well, not our best work, but at least at the end of the day, <laughs> but at least at the end of the day, we can walk away knowing that we have added to the overall continuity of Doctor Who by giving the doctor a name. And then like, <laughs> and then 10 years later, uh, they're like, they're like, uh, actually, no. That's not <laughs> what you did. So they even took that away from them, uh, which makes me laugh. But yeah, Drax refers to the Doctor as Theta Sigma uh, with no uh, uh, caveat to the name. He's just like, oh, Theta Sigma. So for like 10 years, I imagine Doctor Who fans were just like, oh, that's the Doctor's real name. His real name is Theta Sigma. And which, it until- which, to be fair, great name. Just a, yeah. a, a masterpiece of a name. <laughs> They the Sigma. Um, and then and then it isn't until like during the Sylvester McCoy era that we realize that it, we find out it's a nickname. Um, so they uh, they, <laughs> they change that continuity up. Um, but but I just I love that idea that that Baker and Martin is just like, well, not our best work, but at, the, at least we left our stamp on the show. No, you didn't, guys. No, you didn't. <laughs> Cracks me up. Because just the audacity of them just being like, that's his name. Nobody say otherwise. <laughs> that's his name. We're walking away. It's totally his name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, well, it's canon. It's canon, y'all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we wrote it. We know. <laughs> just dust their hands off and walk away. You're welcome, Doctor Who fans. You're welcome. <laughs> But I mean, that's the problem with them is that who's Robert Holmes now? <laughs> more like more like Robert Baker Martin Holmes. Am I right? What up? Like, 
Awful, awful, awful. Um, but I mean, that's the thing about them is that what, what, the story that they're trying to tell, like, I don't even think it's a bad story. I really don't. I think that there's a lot here that could work. But the truth is that trying to do that story is beyond them. And trying to wrap up the key to time also, likewise, absolutely beyond them. Like, absolutely beyond them. The idea of a supercomputer fighting a machine, fighting a, a race of humans is not, or the Atreons are not, it's not a bad idea, but like, Oh, it's dumb. It's dumb beyond anything else. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just, it's, Oh my God. It's so stupid. Uh, one other thing I want to mention really quickly before we talk about Ramana and the doctor, um, because I do think that there's a lot to talk about with them, but, um, uh, God bless you, Dudley Simpson for not taking this story seriously. Um, because, the music is awful. Um, it's, just, it's just the worst. Like, it's the worst music where, like, you can just tell that, you know, some of it sounds like the traditional Graham Williams was like, na 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 you know, like, that sounds like the mm-hmm. traditional Graham Williams score. But then you just do shit where, sorry, you just do stuff where he just goes, where she just goes, oh, yeah, nah. And it, <laughs> it just sounds like, he's just like, he's just like, he's just like, like it just sounds so ridiculous like he is not taking it seriously at all and it just works like i mean bless yeah. you dudley simpson he made it work like he just made yeah. the score work for a story that he's just like this is dumb and then you you know you know who who did did you know who, who had that exact same thought about this story who tom baker oh god <laughs> oh god yes oh he god. hates this story and you can tell every time he's on screen <laughs> Every time he's on screen, he's just like, oh, am I still here doing this? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every time. You know what's every funny, though? Time. You know what's funny, though? When I watched this story originally and I was just like trying to get a beat on Tom Baker, I was like, you know what? Tom Baker's actually the best part of this. Here's the thing. I think he's the best part of this. And <laughs> oh, he is. Like, but in a totally meta way. Yeah. Like, he's just like, screw this. Like, yeah. <laughs> but in a way where he is just chewing the scenery, the line at the end of the first episode where he tells K9 to cut the power and he just goes, bye, Marshall, is just wonderful. Like, it's wonderful and like all this all the scenery chewing the scene at the end where he pretends to be possessed by the power of the key to time is just perfect um oh yeah just the i could make you listen oh i could i could do anything and she's just like are you are you okay and he's like of course i'm all right but what if i wasn't like (laughs) it's just like i think i like you know what i had reservations about saying that this is the best tom baker story i'll be honest for tom baker I think this is best story. Like I really, <laughs> well, there's do. that, there's that one too, that there's that great moment where he's, uh, he, that guy where, where the marshal is like quoting something and then the doctor quotes it with him and then he changes his line. He's like, yeah, no, I, I like the other, I like the original one better. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so like pure doctor. Like you can see, uh, David Tennant's doing that exact same exchange. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And this oh, is, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This is him at his most doctory, which is really yeah. interesting to me. And it's just, it's fascinating that, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because it takes what is essentially one of the worst Doctor Who stories ever made to make him shine completely. But it's true. I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean. Well, because it, it, it forced him to, to open the floodgates because it's the only way that he was going to have fun making this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and, and it's and it's great. Like it's one of those things that really makes me appreciate him because at the very least, Tom Baker is always mostly entertaining, and this is him just trying to save the story. And like in a lot of scenes, 
he really does. Like, he really, really, really saves it and makes me really love him as a doctor, which, I mean, is the last thing you'd expect me to to, to say given the last, you know, 45 minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he's just, I mean, he's so great in this, and he's so watchable, and he's so wonderful, and he's so exciting and on it and thinking, and, like, I don't even care that he's out thinking the shadow, but it's just, I mean, it's just so great. It's just so, 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 so great. Um mm-hmm. And then, of course, finally, uh, let's talk about Mary Tam, who we actually haven't mentioned uh, recently because, one, she was completely wasted in the Androids of Terra and then Power of Crawl. Well, we had other things to talk about. But um, (laughs) this is our last chance to talk about Mary Tam because she never really did anything after this. She did some big finish stuff, which I will talk about shortly, uh, very briefly. But um, I'm sad to see her go. Um, I think that she's really good here, um, despite all that. I mean, like, I well, don't Well, she, she left for good reason, though. Oh, yeah. No, you, you can tell her heart's not in it, but, like, she's still a good companion. Um, yeah. No, she was good. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. I'm sad. She was a lot better than I remembered. That's for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you think of this story as a Romana team up, it just gets really epic. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the same way that Arc of Infinity is better when you think of it as a doctor team up. But there you go. Um, <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely sad to see her go, but I'm glad that Big Finish got a season out of her. Um, and it's a good season of, uh, of, uh, Fourth Doctor Adventures. It's the one that's mm-hmm. just finishing up. Gosh, I think they're coming out with the next episode right around now. So it's really, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, but she's... And you're going to, you're going to, you're going to talk about that in just a little bit. I am indeed. Um, before we wrap up though, I want to mention two more things. One, uh, what was the point of this season? Um, there wasn't one. <laughs> there was no point. Everything was reset at the end. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, this is, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like this. That's why everything keep... was reset in a way where literally like the black guardian could just try again. <laughs> Nothing stopping him. No, no, of course not. Why would, why would anything stop him? Oh man. <laughs> not the, I mean, and that's, and that's why, like when you look at it, people are just like, Ooh, key to time doesn't work. It doesn't work because of this. Like, Oh my God, it doesn't work because of this. And it's also funny because at the beginning of the season, one of the reasons Graham Williams wanted to do key to time was because he was like, well, I want to give the doctor a reason to go to every planet and on every planet that he's gone this season has been, uh, you know, the key, a segment of the key to time. So he's like, I'm giving everything a, a reason so that there's less randomizing. Well, Graham Williams, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the story, the doctor installs a randomizer so the Black Guardian can't track him. What? Like, what? Really? That's where we are now. That's where we are. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just like, what was he's the like? Point? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the randomization as long as there's a randomizer doing it. <laughs> I just want a reason for the random. I just want a reason. <laughs> like, just you know, he thought of that randomizer and was like, "Wow, well, this whole season was a was kind of a wash, wasn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's what happened because you know it was it was probably Douglas Adams who thought it up. Mm-hmm. He probably thought up the randomizer idea. I mean, hell, it might have been the the it might have been the uh, idea that got him the script editing job. Sure, and he he. Like thought of that that he's like well why why doesn't he just throw a randomizer onto the TARDIS like a thing that like randomly chooses where they go um, rather than just the TARDIS randomly showing up places there's a reason why it's random and then you there's I just imagine a long beat you just be like <laughs> then Graham Williams is just like 
do you want to script edit next season? <laughs> because my last script editor, uh, this season was kind of a wash. Uh, we're letting him go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also funny because, because not only like, all right, fine. You want to install the randomizer? That's great. Ah, City of Death. All right. They go to Destiny of the Daleks. The very next story, the doctor's just like, yeah, you know where I feel like going? I feel like going to France. <laughs> and, you know, bless them because they got a city of death. But really, that's what happened next. Like, the doctor's just like, well, forget the randomizer. Like, it's just like, well, make up your mind. Like, make up your mind. Like, just do something. Like, don't just don't just introduce something to do it. Didn't we just learn from six episodes that you shouldn't be doing that? Like, oh, my God. So frustrating. So frustrating. But, you know. <laughs> Fine. I want to I go to France. Um, uh, why write that line? Like, what's the point? You have the randomizer. Just have him show up in France. What's wrong <laughs> with that? Does he have to want to go to France? Can't he just like, oh, France, great. Let's, let's, let's run through the streets, Romana. <laughs> Get into adventures. Yeah, and he just like, just like, he just turns it off. Well, isn't the point that you probably shouldn't turn it off because the Black Guardian is a threat? "Quote unquote a threat," which he wasn't. I just, oh god, I love I love that casting because I love that I love that the show actually spoils the reveal of the Black Guardian. Like at the at the end of it, like it literally there's that part where uh, the shadow dies. He's like, "No, master!" And then the the Black Guardian's like, "This is my plan," and he goes from being you know shot in negative to shot in you know normal color, so that he becomes the White Guardian. It's like, who are you fooling? Like. Who are you fooling? You look like an evil dude. Like you, you just look like an evil guy. Like it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm totally good, you guys. <laughs> guys, totally. Like, give me the key to time now that it's complete. And the doctor's just like, mm, no break. Yeah, screw this story. This is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst. Oh man, easily like my least favorite. Easily. All right. All right. Well. Before we move on, as a reminder, we're sponsored by DCBService.com. DCB Service, do you have a local comic book shop? Do you not have a local comic book shop because there's no comic book shop near you? Do you have a local comic book shop that you hate, but you go there because you have no other way to get your comics? You don't, you don't owe them your business. Go to DCBService.com. They can replace your local comic book shop or give you a local comic book shop that you've never had before. DCBService.com is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books, statues, action figures, like anything you can get from a local comic book shop, you can just get from DCBService.com by placing your, 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 your orders like a couple months in advance. Uh, you can get some discount specials up to 75% off. Other just regular discounts are 40% off, and you can get them shipped to you weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. Um, it's only six ninety five. Flat rate shipping. Flat rate shipping. Doesn't matter how big or small your package is. It's six ninety five. So thanks to DCBService.com. Go there and uh, order stuff. Uh, leave your local comic book shop. Just do it. It's come on. Just go it. through the breakup. We're better people. We're better. People. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's true. It's true. Um, okay. So you you listen to all the the Mary Tam Tom Baker Big Finish stories. Um, except for the one that isn't out yet. Uh, uh, I didn't listen to the last one before that too, because that's a two-parter. Oh, okay. So I'm waiting for the second one. Well, I haven't I haven't listened to any of these yet. Um, I, I'm excited to, but 
what 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 were they like? Well, I I think that they're really good. I mean, like this was one of the things that was the big selling point. Um, for those who don't know, Big Finish, yada yada, they got uh, Tom Baker very recently, um, and they got him to do the first series with with uh, Leela, which I thought was okay. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. Um, but they brought in uh, they for the second season got Mary Tam in, and Mary Tam. Uh, died actually just earlier this year, I think, or I think it was late last year, uh, right before these started being released. And uh, this is like the last thing that she was kind of working on, and she was very sick when they were making these, but she wanted to finish them. Uh, there are seven stories. This is season two, um, and it features Tom Baker, Mary Tam, and John Leeson as K9. Uh, and it f- slots in really nicely between Armageddon Factor and Destiny of the Daleks as just like an extra season. And um, I've I've really actually quite liked them a lot. Um, they do a lot of cool things. There's this nice overarching story that Nick Briggs is working on, uh, where it's he does two two parters in the season, and um, they're both. Uh, feature David Warner as an evil bureaucrat CEO and uh, Toby Haydoke as his uh, assistant. And I, I really, really, really have liked them quite a bit. They do a nice um, Jago Lightfoot crossover where uh, the Doctor and Romana go to uh, Victorian London and um, visit Jago and Lightfoot and this cool steampunk assassin, which is really nice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll like that. Um, Jago and Lightfoot? Not, not Strax, huh? No, not, not Strax. Well, I mean... <laughs> Why, 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 why wouldn't, why, I guess, I guess, I guess he wasn't available. Um, so, (laughs) um, and then, and it's, I mean, it's really nice. The first story is called The Antimatter, which is, which I really just like as a cool pun. Uh, it's about this evil, uh, aunt alien who sucks the lives of, of young, uh, beauties, um, Antimatter. That is the best. It's the I just I can't get enough of that title. It's wonderful. Uh, written by Jonathan Morris, who I think is really, really, really great. Um, and uh, Phantom of the Deep is really nice because it's about um, the Doctor going to a deep undersea lab. It's basically uh, uh, Tom Baker, and it's basically Doctor Who does uh, that one trip that James Cameron made to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. That's basically all it is. Um, and <laughs> and it's really I mean it's really nice. The last two stories uh, feature the Daleks and the return of David Warner and Toby Haydock. Um, and I'm really excited for them. I just haven't gotten a chance to listen to them yet, but um, I was really impressed. And it's one of those things that makes you just really appreciate Mary Tam. Like the, the tragedy of her is that she's just kind of, uh, she's not as good as Louise Jameson. Like, because I think Louise Jameson is a genius um, as Leela and she's not Sarah Jane and she is replaced by a companion who is much more memorable and easily accessible because whenever you want to talk about Mary Tam you only get to talk about the key to time and as we have discussed or kind of proven you kind of have to take the whole season as a whole and so she kind of gets forgotten but looking at this season like I just really appreciate her like she's just a she's just a really good companion and just really kind of memorable and kind of wonderful and I just I'm sad that she's not around and they had planned to do another season with her but she passed away so Tom Baker's kind of stuck with Leela for the next two seasons um uh, mm. which is not awful um I mean there, there are worse things but um uh it's sad that she's not around because it's one less thing that we can do with Tom Baker's doctor and, but it's a nice sort of chance to show what else she's capable of because the key to time is so, uh, mired in, you know, being the key to time. I, they could give, they could give him a new companion. They could, but because he could slot in between Leela and Romana. 
<laughs> they could, but Big Finish is not gonna do that. Um, why? Because they're they're really continuity lovers at Big Finish, which is not a bad thing. But why well, they gave other Doctors companions they didn't have? They did, but when those companions weren't available or they had exhausted the possibilities, like Big Finish clearly thinks that there are stories with Leela left to tell, so they're gonna keep doing Leela stories. Um, hmm. Which I mean, I don't, I don't fault them for. I think they should give Tom Baker a new companion at some point, just to do something new with him. Like, yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't dislike a season of uh, Tom Baker Adric stories. Um, but I think that mm, I don't. Well, I mean, that's not possible. Why? Be- well, because the guy that plays Adric is too old. He can't play Adric anymore. They, they've. I think they're bringing him back. I I I've heard things. That's from them. silly. I've heard things from them that make me think that they're bringing Adric back. Um, That's a dumb idea. Oh, I don't I don't want it. Like it's it's bad enough when you listen to the Peter Davison stories and all of his companions are now in their fifties. <laughs> um, that's bad enough. I uh, no, come on, don't bring Adric back. He's obviously too old. Yeah, obviously yeah. too old. Yeah, I want I want Adric's voice to crack. I want it to just to just break. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's 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 not it's not good. That's a bad idea. Um, but as a season, it's I've really I've really 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 enjoyed it. Like I don't I think that the Fourth Doctor Adventures are interesting because this they're they worked so hard to get Tom Baker that they kind of I feel like they rushed them into production. And the first season was really not as clean as I wanted it to be. There were some high points, but. Um, it wasn't as clean as I wanted it to be. And I think that series two is definitely better. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of really cool stuff in it. Um, and they're very action packed. Um, there's a lot of action in them, which I kind of enjoy, but, um, uh, I, I do recommend it. I do recommend them. There's seven stories. You can get them from big finish. And, uh, I think they're really great. And really, if you'd like Tom Baker and you want to see Mary Tam do some more stuff, I think that it's a good opportunity to do that. Um, cause they really do make an attempt to do stuff that with her. That's really nice. So good stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, we're done with the key to time. Everybody celebrate. Oh, Yay! my God. Thank God. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Sunday feels like so long ago. Oh. Um, uh, like three weeks ago. It's weird. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> in, uh, in, in two short days, uh, we'll be back. Um, with our regular scheduled programming of uh, David Tennant and, and Love and Monsters. Um, and when I say David Tennant, uh, sort of. Um, but <laughs> Love and Monsters. Uh, <laughs> Love and Monsters. Um, very Dr. Light. Very Dr. Light. Yes. Uh, the the quote-unquote first Dr. Light story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to come back to. And we'll be back to, like, that's just our weekly schedule. Yeah. So and, uh, thank God for that. Thank God. On deck. Uh, so Love and Monsters next week uh, or in two days. Um, yeah, two days. Uh, uh, and then after that, Snake Dance. So more Peter Davison, which uh, good thing about blowing through the key to time. We got to Peter Davison that much sooner, um, mm-hmm. which Snake Dance. Thumbs up. Um, mm. Attack of the Cybermen uh, after that, which is uh, uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, and that's when we'll also cover Something Borrowed, which is the new ebook by Rochelle Mead, um, which I'm very excited to, to finally read because I've been waiting. Uh, and then on the other side of that, Midnight, the Tenth Doctor story, and then Time and the Ronnie. Oh no. <gasps> ah, Pip and Jane. Pip and Jane. Um uh, so we'll see how that goes. 
Uh, man, <laughs> writing partners, not great on Doctor Who. No, as, no, a, no, no. as a rule. No, bad, bad news, bad news. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Time, that's our first Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only there. two. There's only two. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought there was more than that. No, Mark, Mark of the Ronnie and Time of the Ronnie. Time, uh, Time and the Ronnie is the second one, right? Yeah, that's the one that's the seventh Doctor regeneration story. Right. Well, I knew that, but I was like, yeah, I, it's the second one. The first one is with the sixth Doctor, right? Yeah, sixth Doctor Master Ronnie, awful. Um, which Wolf. also, which also has possibly my vote for worst Colin Baker story. Um, like I, mm. I really believe that like it's 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 that or the twin dilemma or well i mean there's so many to choose from but mark of the ronnie <laughs> is so awful and so misguided i just i hate it i hate it so mm. much um but time of the ronnie so we'll see how that goes uh all right hopefully it's all good. right yeah good uh good good yeah well something <laughs> um all right well that's that. In the meantime, uh, you can uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, twitter.com slash Scott Commentary, where I live tweet things from time to time. Uh, Matt and I will be uh, – I think we'll have already started live tweeting the newsroom. Yes. yes. Uh, season two, we're going to do weekly live tweets of that where we're going to sync up. And uh, live tweet it together. I'm also I've been I've been live tweeting the new Dexter season. Although I haven't been, I haven't been tweeting a whole lot about it um, because there hasn't been enough to say about it yet. But I know like Dexter typically like doesn't get crazy until halfway through the season, um, and that's what I'm waiting for because um, then I'm going to have a lot to say. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then uh, make sure you listen to our other podcasts, The Mind Robbers Versus and The Mind Robbers. We're about to start Batman Beyond on The Mind Robbers Versus. So if that was a show that you liked and you want to revisit it, now is the time to do that. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash gunkin, and also my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash gdcommentary, where I live tweet things um, like the newsroom, like Scott said, and who knows what else. I have... I'm behind on a bunch of stuff, and I know that I promised more OC. The OC is eventually going to happen. I know that. It's just I'm a little busy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, here, this, here. This much Doctor Who. Like, uh, this was a lot of work. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of work. Uh, it reminds me of when I did it for the blog. Oh, I had a blog. That's great. Uh, ClassicalGalfrey.blogspot.com. Or you can check out my thoughts on all sorts of Doctor Who episodes. In fact, all of them, the, all the classic series, um, uh, uh, including the Armageddon Factor, which was done early days. So it's that old recap style. And I was rereading the opening of it, and I was like, "Oh man, I really hated this story when I watched it." And I still do. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> things to things to look forward to and explore. And I mean, if you like if you like this, and you want me to tell you everything that's wrong, go to there. Go there because that uh, uh, that's pretty right. It's pretty, mm. it's pretty right. Um, uh, so yeah, check check those out. And like Scott said, uh, oh, and if you also like weekly podcasts or daily podcasts, I suppose uh, the next two weeks of Versus are all basically daily, where we're doing mm-hmm. uh, daily Batman and daily Superman to wrap up those respective shows. Superman next week, and then Batman the week after. Um, Five episodes each. Yeah, which will be, I mean, a bunch of good stuff in there. So it'll be really fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, uh, you know. Um, okay. Daily, 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 yeah. daily, 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 daily. Um, and then, and then we're going to take a break. I don't, I don't think we're doing anything that ridiculous until, uh, the, the anniversary. Yeah. Week, which, right guys. Oh, 
you guys, I'm, I was just flipping through the schedule as you were talking, and I just cannot wait for all of it. It's just mm. we got yeah, we've got we've got some great stories lined up for the anniversary. Yeah, so. I definitely I definitely pulled some stuff out to to make it to make it mm-hmm. work, and uh, it'll be really 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 cool, really exciting. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. We'll talk to you in a couple of days with Love and Monsters. Bye. Bye, guys.